0: Hope you guys are excited for another week. Uh, we only have one more week, too. Just one more before we have a little bit of a break. And we can be thankful. <laughs> we can already begin to be thankful uh, looking ahead to next week. Okay, let's pray and sing by singing Non Nobis. Non nobis domine, domine. be storm SED me SED no TU nee GLORIA NON NOBIS DOMINE DOMINE NON NOBIS DOMINE Sad no me, sad (laughs) no me. Amen. We have some good voices up here. Uh, Some strong voices, I should say. (laughs) Uh, Still learning. Okay, it's good to see you all. We're going to have a little bit of announcement time. And uh, this time, our leadership team is going to come up and do most of them. Here we go.
1: There we go. OK, for sports, the middle school boys basketball plays Gateway on Tuesday. So everyone should go, because it's here. Not here, but near here. The seventh and eighth grade team has a tournament at St. Francis High School on Thursday and Saturday. And the high school boys play Oakwood and Morgan Hill on Tuesday. And the high school boys play Woodside Priory, is that how you say it? Yeah. On Friday. So go if you can. Okay,
0: go ahead. Okay, and we also have auditions for the play this Wednesday, Siron. Come audition for the spring play, Sirono, sorry, spring play on Wednesday after school, or if you can't do it, you can come during lunch
1: today. Okay, and then there is a movie night this Saturday because the auction's happening. So if your parents are going to the auction and they need people to watch them, come to the school and we're going to have really a lot of fun and watch a movie and eat pizza. It's going to be awesome. Um, So come, yes.
0: Um, The Christmas concerts are coming up, which everyone's been working on really hard. The lower school concert is Friday, December 6th, and the upper school concert is Friday, December 13th. All right. House points guys, are you ready?
1: Okay. In 4th place with 11,800 is George. <laughs> in 3rd place, in 3rd place with 12,980 points is Calvin.
0: Oh. Okay. In 2nd place with 13,570 is Augustine.
1: And in 1st place with fourteen thousand two hundred and sixty points, is Aquinas. <laughs> That's it.
0: Good job, Aquinas. All right. Were you going to say anything? Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. I want to um. I want to talk with you about. Um, I want to kind of talk with you, obviously, uh, we had a great, uh, presentation, uh, with Mr. Reynolds talking about his experience in the Marines and what it means to be a leader and how, uh, how leader leaders take responsibility, not just for their own actions, but also for a, a team. Um, and they, and they do this in a world that is not perfect, where things could go wrong, okay? And I want to kind of continue on that theme of what it means to, to do this and what, it, what kind of virtues we need to have and how we, particularly, how we need to look at adversity, difficulty. We've, I, I've told you many stories of the lives of saints, right? Right? Leading up to Reformation Day, we talked about warriors of the faith and what they do, how they live differently. But I want to um, talk to you about adversity, kind of bring it down to, to your level a little bit. All right. We know our, our, um, our little poem here. Let's just say it together before we begin. The path. To wisdom and eloquence is found first in cheerful obedience. And how I rightly honor you and you, me, is in showing biblical courtesy. But taking care of things is not as easy as it looks, for its secret lies not merely in books. Let God's praise be like honey on my lip my hand to practice godly stewardship. <laughs> All right, I, wanna, I want to start with a premise that you may have figured out by now. If you've been around for, in the world for about five minutes, you've probably figured something out about the world. And that's the first part of this sentence. In the world, you will have trouble. In the world, you are have tri- tribulation. Augustine talks about this in his confessions when he says, as a baby, we come out of, out of into this world and we're, we're upset and we're crying about things that we don't get. We're thinking about what we need and what we don't get and how hard things are from the beginning. Christ says, "But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world." That is a remarkable statement. We often think about that in terms of Christ's death and resurrection, okay? But I think there's more to it than that. I think the way Jesus lived was always overcoming the world. Similarly, Paul tells us to fight the good fight of faith. Let's say that together. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So we can't control what happens to us. If you haven't figured that out, it's time to, it's time to let that sink in. You can't control what happens to you. You can't always control what happens to you. But you can control how you respond to the difficulties of life. And in this sense, we really only have two options. We can be Sulky Sue. I'm going to talk about Sulky Sue in a minute here. Or we can be happy as the one whose God is the Lord. Those are really our only two options. Because guess what? In this world, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. You can be Sulky Sue or you can be happy as the one whose God is the Lord. We often think of happiness when I, when I ask you, if I was to ask you, what makes you happy? We often think of it as something that we receive or that must happen to us, something outside of us that happens to us. In this sense, it's very passive, rather than something we make. We think hap- happiness is sometimes something that happens to us rather than something we create in ourselves. Happiness is an accident of, of life rather than a substance, to use some logic terms. In reality, it's the opposite. Think of Christmas. Is it the number of gifts or the type of gift that you get that makes you truly happy? Just think about Christmas. How many times have we seen a a child, or how many times have we been this child, this person, and we've, we've gotten plenty of gifts, but we're still not happy with what we have? Or you've maybe seen the child that has plenty to be thankful for on Christmas morning and is throwing a fit because the toy engine or whatever broke or doesn't work or you know, didn't get what he really wanted. Or actually, now that he gets this gift, he really wanted something different, right? We've we've also seen someone be content with very little. Maybe you've had experience with that. I was talking to the uh, ninth and 10th graders about the Mexico trip. On that trip, we actually were kind of A lot of the distractions of our life were stripped away, and we were dirty, and we were kind of cold. It was super cold. And yet, somehow, we could still be content and pretty happy with things. Here's Sulky Sue. Look at her. Look at that face. You guys laugh. Some of you wear that face sometimes. Silky Sue, here's Silky Sue, what shall we do? Turn her face to the wall, till she comes to. Another, another way of putting it. Here's Silky Sue, what shall we do? Put her in the corner till she comes to. This is an old nursery rhyme, okay? Silky <laughs> Sue is not happy and that's all we get there's no context as to why she's not happy but I think if we if we just remember happiness is not something that must happen to us happiness is something that we can create inside our souls with the help of the Lord of course then we can maybe maybe it doesn't matter what happened to her (laughs) We could be happy. <laughs> All right, I had a hard time picking a picture for this. But I just went with, with a classic, okay? I think she's pretty happy. It's content. Um, you could be Sulky Sue, or you could be Mona Lisa. <laughs> Which would you rather be? The Mona Lisa is a pretty stunning piece of work, if you haven't seen it. It's, it's rather small, so you've got to get up close to it. But when you gaze on it, it is quite remarkable. I want to read for you a passage out of Shakespeare. And this is, um, this is a different way of thinking about difficulty, thinking about adversity, and so far, we've just been talking about how we can't be happy with good things. What happens when bad things happen, right? Listen to Shakespeare. Here, we feel but the penalty of Adam. That's called the fall. The season's difference. And he's talking about the elements of winter, right? The icy fang and churlish chiding of the winter's wind, which, when it bites, it blows upon our body Even still, I shrink with cold. I smile and say, this is no flattery. These are counselors that feelingly persuade me what I am. Sweet are the uses of adversity. What a different perspective that is able to look on adversity and say, actually, it tells me what life is really about. It tells me what I'm really about. And, it, and I can use the, the adversity to my advantage to become a better person. What a different perspective, right? So I have a, a, a question for you. Are you good? Are you good only when it's good and bad when it is bad? And do you find when life is hard that happiness can't be had? You're all answering. It's okay. (laughs) you got some honest answers here. No, not good. Not good. You don't have to answer this. You can just think about it. Are you good when it is good and bad when it is bad? And do you find when life is hard that happiness can't be had? Or are you better when things are good and still good when it is bad, able to find strength in weakness and joy when times are sad? Here's the thing, adversity and difficulty can actually be something that God uses for our strength, for our improvement, for becoming more like him. How do we look at adversity? This is the question I began with. And I want to I tell you what Paul says, okay? Because guess what? You're in school, and if you haven't figured it out, you're not here to have an easy time. I need you guys to hear this, okay? It doesn't mean teachers' job is to make your life difficult. I'm just saying you live in a world where difficulty happens. That's that's what we have to deal with. We live in a fallen place, and we have to. And we can look no further than the mirror to find that out. So, what do we do when we have adversity? Sometimes the adversity comes from outside of us. Some kind. Sometimes it, it's something within us how do we look at it paul says my when he was struggling with something paul had an infirmity paul had something that was bothering him this is this is saint paul he says my strength my my grace he prayed to the lord and this is what the lord said to him my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness Sometimes we look at that and we're like, "That's that sounds kind of kung fu-y and zen and like strange and like it doesn't make sense. Like it's a, you know, it's some kind of abstract idea. But I want, I want us to, I, I think the best way to think of this is in terms of what we've just been discussing. He continues, therefore, most gladly... I will rather boast in my infirmities and the power of Christ, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. If you're suffering something in the body, that's actually a time for your soul to be strong. That's how this can work. If you're suffering something physically, something in life, the place where you can be strong, the place where you can always be strong, the place where you can respond in the best way is in your soul. You can look at things differently. Therefore, he says, I take pleasure in infirmities, in in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is a very strange idea. But it's one that I think as soon as we can understand, the better. Because remember, life is full of trouble. Christ has overcome the world. But he, he did that in the way he lived, in the way he looked at things. <clears throat> this is why James also says, count it all joy. My brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Sweet are the uses of adversity. All right? This is something that I think I want our school to understand because we live in a world where a lot of young people today are not very strong in their spirit. And we live in a world where that's hard. That's hard to deal with because life is full of trouble. And so we, we have to learn how to deal with difficulty. That's something I want you guys to understand. I don't want you to grow up, I don't want you to become uh, snowflakes. I don't want you to become uh, young people who can't handle difficulty. By the way, that's not the life of a Christian anyway. The life of a Christian, and I've said this before, is, is, is difficult. It's more difficult to live according to the, the the life of Christ and the principles of the word. It's more difficult to do that than to simply give up and follow your own desires. And in the end, that doesn't actually lead to hap- happiness anyway, because you become a slave of your passions, which we can talk about another time. But I, I want us to think about how we look at adversity. And think of that jingle, Are you good when it's good? bad when it's bad it's easy to be bad when it's bad i find myself doing that a lot when i'm happy when things are going well but when one little thing gets off am i able to still be happy right when one little thing happens that i don't expect it does that put me in a bad mood does that make me (laughs) yes it does okay you're right But that's where we need to grow. That's where we need to look at adversity and say, sweet are the uses of adversity. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this week. We pray that you would help us to see that difficulty is not always a terrible thing, but that it can be a gift. It can be something that you use to make us more like yourself and to make us stronger. And in that weakness, we become strong. We pray that you would give us grace and that you would protect us this week and that you would help us to begin to think about all the things we have now so that we can be truly thankful and give you praise. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Off you go.